Blog Talk Radio. Know that someone's loving you 
No matter how you say it It only matters what you do Each day please take the time To tell someone that I love you watch 
and there was a firefighter. And this firefighter was talking about plant strong and healthy living. He was on TED. You know, TED, he had like 204,000 views on his YouTube video. And I said, let me, let, me, let me check this out. So this guy named Rip Essington, a former firefighter and author of The Engine 2 Diet, advocates a plant-strong diet to combat chronic diseases. So he inspired his fellow firefighters crew at an Austin firehouse to follow a plant-based diet and supposedly dramatically heal their health. So then in 2012, Engine 2 and Whole Food Market unveiled the Engine 2 food line. Food line. So you can go through Whole Foods and find his brother's book and like a food line of how he prescribes healing the five chronic diseases. And what he calls it is the five-headed dragon. And so the is diabetes, obesity, heart disease, and two cancers, breast cancer and prostate cancer. And he says that the way that you're going to kill this, kill this, five-headed dragon, is you're going to have to use a plant-based diet. So what I'm going to do is tonight I'm going to bring on that friend who sent me that video who is also one of our panelists tonight. He's a scientist. He's a symptometrist. He's a great brother, a great husband, and he's also the leader of the American School of Symptometry. I want you all to put your hands together for Charlie Rabbit. It's awesome, baby. Good evening, Dr. Abbott. Welcome to the call. Good evening, Coach, and thank you once again. I'm glad to join you on Centometry Night. I've kind of uh, missed the time that we've been away, but uh, it's always good to get back with you and see what's what's happening here. I, I know we have a a hot topic tonight from the engine number two. At least that's the reference, but of course there's so many other things out here in regard to vegan, vegetarian, plant-based diet, and so much of it on social media. Uh, Wow, it's just so much out here now. And I call it, you know, the three blind mice. You know, it's like the blind leading more blind. And um, so I just really like to... uh, See where we can go tonight with this this topic. Now, 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 hold on. Now, you know that you have to explain uh, tonight. You know that phrase, three blind mice. Now, now, what are you referring to when you say the three blind mice? Well, it's just that there's so many opinions about diet out here, and we see it so often. I mean, we've seen the Atkins diet, you know, we've seen the South Beach diet, and oftentimes they, we, in symptometry, we call them opinion-based diets. So if someone looks at a nutrition book or or something like that, and then they come up with an idea or something that they did that worked for them to alleviate a symptom. So 
when we think of when I say three blind mice, we all people don't often have a direction with it because someone could say, I, I know someone who for years didn't drink water at all. For many years. Didn't have didn't drink water. And they were it was introduced to them by someone else. But then today, you know, this person there's definitely some effects from that. So what I what I mean by the blind or the three blind mice is that one person after the other is just leading the leading each group or other individuals down the path, you know, and, and, and it may be off the side of a cliff. But how would we know? Because it all seems to be information that, oh, it comes from Mother Nature. It's natural. It has to be good for us. And as you know, just in the time and being in centometry, so much in new information has been brought to the forefront, and it's helped me to pull together all the experiences that I've had with I myself being a, a vegetarian and thinking that that was the pathway to go. Many years ago, for many, many years, I, I went that went that route, but it never resolved my chronic low back pain where it would come and go, but each episode, one would last, Longer and longer, and I, and and I started to make a connection. I said, "Well, as the years go on, it seems to be that the pain lasts longer and longer." And so, as, as perhaps someone who's listening right now has had had to deal with some type of pain, I, I at some point I got to where I said, "I don't even know if I can do this for another X amount of years because the pain was just that intense." And that was based upon me thinking I knew what to do about diet. And one of my all-time favorites was almond milk. You know, that was, you know, that it was, I was lactose intolerant, and it wasn't dairy, and yet it, it was light and it tasted well, tasted good. So I thought we were doing something, only to find out, that wasn't the case. So, again, more and more people are just latching on to these opinion-based diets, and and it really ends up going nowhere. Some of them get some results, but oftentimes these are temporary results. Well, there it is. We, we understand the, the concept of the three blind mice and the opinion-based diets. Wow. That's, that's, that's something else right there, opinion-based diets. Well, um, I'm going tonight, we're going to be getting uh, Dr. Nardi to slap a lot of these over. I got some things I want to talk to him about, but I also want to, before I get to him, I want to bring on our other panelists tonight, another scientist we all know, know and love very well. Um, I'm sure she has a couple things, but she wants to come in. She's like super, super detail oriented on so many factors and things like that. So I want you all to put your hands together for my friend and yours, Dr. Elizabeth Ryan. Good evening, it's folks. awesome, baby. 
Good evening, Dr. Wiley. How's everything going on in North Carolina? Excellent. Excellent. We're starting to get some spring weather, so it's, 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 it's a wonderful thing. I was in I was in Los Angeles this morning doing some uh, doing some exercises with the sun with with no sweat jacket on it and, and no three pair of socks so I'm kind of spoiled right now. Yeah, it's nice. So you heard the topic, this yeah. plant based diet thingy that this fireman came up with and now he's in Whole Foods, you know, <laughs> and he says. He says, call it Plant Strong. So he's got a great marketing campaign. What What are your thoughts on um, somebody, you know, let's just say you're walking down the street or pushing your buggy in Whole Foods and somebody says, hey, have you tried the Plant Strong diet yet? <laughs> what, how, do you, how do you reply to that, Plant Strong? Well, I think that it's a uh, an attempt to recognize that uh, having spent some time um, earlier in in my earlier uh, functional medicine practice in fire stations and because I was I was talking to firefighters about what they (laughs) were eating and it was you know a lot of snack food potato chips well isn't that a plant Rice doesn't that isn't that a plant? Uh, ultimately, they were cooking a lot of um, lasagna, uh, but then eating a lot of snack foods, just snacking on I don't know ho hos and ding dongs, and um, so I think it's it's based in a recognition that in general, unless there's a specific focus or, or an awareness that. Firefighters don't specifically pay too much attention, and I think in general people don't pay too much attention to the fact that what I eat is having any effect on how I work. So it's sort of a shift in focus and and an acknowledgement that the food we've been eating really hasn't been serving us. And hey, let's go to this this clean, this all natural. It's, it's part of it is it's part of the trend, but there's a lack of understanding of what truly fuels the cell. You know, what is it that the cell uses um, to support itself? And what the cell uses to support itself is thousands of steps removed from that food, that whole food that goes in our mouth. And that's what people don't know. It's, it's just a lack of, of knowledge. It's, it's, and it isn't easy to come by. The, the, the basic science is not being presented, but it's, it's, it's very scientific. And that's what symptometry here is here to talk about. The science of what the cells need uh, to survive. And that includes thousands of years of evolution uh, with heme iron receptors in the human gastrointestinal tract. Uh, and heme iron is something that a large part of the body, the red parts, the liver, the um, kidneys, the bone marrow, 
the spleen, the heart, the lungs, the thyroid, the thymus, the skeletal muscles. Heme iron is a specific nutrient that um, the red cells of our body have to have to make enzymes. And heme iron is something that can only be obtained from from animal flesh. So um, anyway, we're we're uh, even moving beyond the next stage. So there, you know, I have to give them credit that there's a movement away as a recognition that um, the food that is highly processed um, with no specific nutrient value, it's just belly fillers, as Dr. Darney would say to at least understanding that there's more to sustaining the body than just filling the belly, to then um, uh, maybe at some point being open to more of the science of all this. So it's a step in the right direction, but uh, as as we all know, we can go further than that. So much, so much further. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, I want to go ahead and bring in my heavy hitter tonight. He's coming in early. He's coming in strong. I hope he's rested up. Y'all better get your hands and put your hands together and get on your feet for the founder of Symptometry. Some of them call him Uncle Naughty. Some of them call him Black Belt N. I call him Dr. Naughty. Please put your hands together for Dr. Maxwell Naughty. Dr. Nardi, good evening. How are you feeling tonight? Welcome to the show. Oh, good evening to you. And it's awesome, baby! Dr. Warnett, Dr. Mm-hmm. Abbott, and to your audience, good evening to all of you. Yeah. I'm doing fine. Nardi, I, hope, I hope you are ready tonight. I hope you already got your shoes kicked off. You know, I hope you got your water right there, <laughs> your uh, Vital water, because, um, you know, when I watch this video, you know, this, this brother's, you know how Coach Kaya can get passionate at times, you know. And you try to tell me, okay, Coach Kaya, from 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 one paradigm to another paradigm, we have to have a transition. And, you know, but when I saw this, I really, I'm not going to say I was offended, but I just kept saying, I said, a firefighter. I said, a firefighter. I said, who is he healed? <laughs> who is he healed? He's just a he, He's a firefighter. Where is your scientific? I said, man, if if I need to put a fire out, I'm going to call you. But to change it, to, to sit here, and, and then I found out that he had a whole line of food products and whole foods and has don't have no evidence of healing nobody. I said, man, we got to talk about this because in the video, well, I'm going to just give you like a brief. I'm going to give my whole audience a brief. He did identify that his passion was defeating what he called the five-headed dragon, which is di- diabetes, obesity, um, uh, um, uh, prostate cancer, and breast cancer. And what was the fifth one? Diabetes, diabetes, heart disease, obesity. Now, on that, I agreed with him. I want to hear Dr. Naughty. Do you feel that those are, would you agree that that is a five-headed dragon 
that we here at Symptometry are also trying to defeat in our efforts? Um, you have to give him, uh, this uh, gentleman, um, uh, the, the, the formulator of engine number two, um, food line, you have to give him an A, an A plus for effort. He has tried very hard, very, very hard. But when it comes to science, he has fallen flat on his face. Um, the kind of, the kind of uh, path that he has created for himself and for others uh, just comes out of marketing. You see, there are marketing gurus out there who are good at packaging and repackaging things in order to uh, give them a new look uh, to, the, to the general public. We are not interested in that. We want people to continue to live in a disease-free body. And in order to do that, you have to know that health is multi-dimensional. It's a, it's a multi-dimensional concept. You don't just seize uh, the plant concept and run with it. You don't just seize the kangen water concept and run with it. If you do that, you will be stuck in the illusion of health, not in health itself, but the illusion of health. For him to pick only diabetes, obesity, heart disease, breast cancer, and prostate cancer, and call it the five-headed dragon. Um, I, don't think that, I don't think that is good enough. First, he has to understand the root cause of, the root cause of obesity, the root cause of diabetes, the root cause of heart disease, the root cause of breast cancer. There are some breast cancer that are very aggressive, other breast cancers that are not. He has to know the difference. Now, when it comes to prostate cancer, what does he know? What does he know about the, the pH of the prostate? He doesn't. Now, let's, let's, let's go back a little bit. What does he know about the genes? It is the genes that brought us into this world. What does he know about the genes? He has not discussed any of this. All he is doing is, let's get these plants because we have, it has helped to alleviate some results. Let's get some cinnamon. Let's get this. Let's get that. Okay, the blood sugar goes down. Well, what happens when you don't take cinnamon? What happens if the problem is at the adrenal level? He, does, he doesn't have a clue. So for effort, as I said earlier, I will give him an A. But when it comes to science-based knowledge, he has nowhere to go. And... Uh, I can only wish him good luck on this call. Thank you. You're going to need more than luck, um, Dr. Mon. I've, I've never heard you tell me that luck will heal somebody. Have you ever, you've been doing this for a long time. You know, as far as marketing, I agree. But when we talk about saving lives, then um, we're going to have to start being totally realistic and scientific. So um, we're, just going, we're just going to get straight into the point. And I just want to, that's what I'm doing the show for, clarity's sake. Now, um, one of the um, objectives that was just really, really trying to be pushed across was the reason that the plant-based diet was so effective 
is because that animal proteins are the enemy and that I can get all the same proteins from a plant-strong diet. How do you feel about that, Dr. Marty, that plant-animal well, proteins? Well, well uh, first, I am part of the animal kingdom. I have to eat what matches my makeup. Plants are part of the ecosystem. Plant cell is not a human cell. The nucleus of a plant cell does not have chromatin. The nucleus of the human cell has chromatin. You have to know this basic or fundamental difference. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot say plants um, have plants have protein. Well, there are different kinds of protein in a plant. You have leaf protein. You have root protein. You have different different kinds of proteins in a plant. Then you have animal protein. You have only one kind of animal protein. Then you have fish protein. Then you have crustacean protein. But these are scavengers. Let's leave them aside. If you want to digest animal protein, just make sure that the size two is not the size is, is small. Should not be too big. Two, your liver should be in its tip top shape. All these people who are avoiding uh, uh, animal food, animal-based food, anyway, not all animals, not, anim all, not all animals are created equally. What I've observed is that if it is your religion, like the Indians who are born vegetarians, fine, stay that way. But if your mother was a, a, listen, a, an animal protein eater during conception and you during gestation, your genes learned to produce the enzymes to digest this kind of food. You grow up, you are born, you grow up, you are now 15 years old, 20 years old. Because you are not able to digest animal-based foods anymore, what are you going to do? Let me switch now. I want to become a vegetarian. Your digestive system was not designed to digest plant-based food, 90% or 100% of plant-based foods. Your digestive system was designed to digest about 75% of animal-based foods and about 25% of plant-based food. Now you are reversing this order. There will be consequences because you don't cheat mother nature. If you have a problem digesting certain foods, take care of your liver. If you don't know how to do that, now we have symptometry. Now we have symptometry. As far as natural born vegetarians are concerned, let them continue to be where, what they are and where they are, and we can help them the best we can.
And this is what we have been doing. This is what we have been doing asymptomatically. But for a person to shift lanes, to change lanes, and then call him, him, himself or herself a vegetarian, well, what I know is vegetarians don't communicate, don't discuss all their health problems. They have dry skin, they have dry feet, they have dry lips, they have dry eyes, they have dry hair, everything dry almost. But they don't discuss that. All they have to do, all they do is, well, let's, 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 let's mix this and with that. Let's make some salad. Let's do this. Let's, oh, this is healthy. Do you know the definition of health? Do you know the definition of health? Don't confuse health with illusion of health. That is my message. Thank you. Dr. Nardi, will you please, for our new listeners here in 2014, expound upon and share with us what is the definition of health? The definition of health is tissue renewal plus nurturing plus enzyme surplus. Tissue has to be renewed. It has to, to be renewed. And what does it take to renew tissue? You have to remove the blockages. You have to maintain the pH level throughout the body. That is, that, that is what is entire, that is what uh, tissue renewal entails. What about the excess acids? What about the excess acids? Now, what about the microbes, the worms, the flukes? Their toxins will prevent tissue renewal. You have to remove them only as far as tissue renewal is concerned. What about nurturing? Who has ever talked about nurturing? It is only symptometry. Reflexologists, chiropractors, uh, physicians, homeopaths, and all that. Naturopaths, they don't talk about nurturing. It is only symptometry that has introduced nurturing, and it is an integral part of the formula for health. Because impulses, vibrations play a major role in our health also. We have an electromagnetic field, electromagnetic field. This electromagnetic field has to be strengthened. How do you strengthen it? Through the process of nurturing. What about enzyme surplus? What about enzyme surplus? Stop consuming items that will destroy your enzymes, that will denature your enzymes. This will create an enzyme deficit. You need an enzyme surplus every day, every single day. This is the definition, the definition of health, and this is how we have been helping others to recover from their illnesses and to maintain their health. Thank you. Dr. Nardi, um, one of the, the the factors that I wanted to debunk was that's what it was. I said, man, we got to come out here, and we are not necessarily, as you say, trying to uh, 
destroy the man's way he makes money through his product line and whole foods, but we want to interject a factor of truth um, by those minds who have done the research for more than 28 days because his, the claim to fame was, you know, these firefighters adopted this way of diet and he educated them on it and they, you know, were a family and they were working together and things like that. And, but it was 28 days and they were, oh, at the end of the 28 days, it just felt so good. It just felt so great at the end of 28 days. But there was no mention of healing nor long-term or long-range with uh, results of some of the habits that they were forming in the recipes and the diets that they were introduced. So I wanted to just ask you about some of the um, uh, advisories that he had for, you know, how to eat and a plant-strong diet. And maybe you could point out for the brother, maybe he'd be listening, and maybe you could just point out some of the things, some points that he may have missed when he was in, insisting that, you know, they they start increasing and eating. He said, yes, yeah, stop eating the ho-hos and the cupcakes, and we can replace those with apples and oranges and grapefruits. Well, well uh, thank, thank you, Coach. Um, you see, stop eating the cupcakes, stop eating the ice cream, stop eating the chocolate and all that. Um, this is good. It sounds good. But let me ask, yeah, well, he's not, he's not here, so I cannot ask him a question directly. But let me put it this way. Is he growing his own food? Does he have a garden? Does he have a farm? Does he go there to harvest these plants himself? If he does not, he has a problem. If he does not, he has a problem. How many of us can grow our own food? We have professors, we have pilots, we have engineers, we have uh, nurses, you know, we have hairdressers, uh, you have uh, uh, taxi drivers, you have truck drivers, uh, you have two truck drivers, and so on and so forth. Who has the time to grow their own food? Who? In these modern, modern times, in this era, it's not possible. If you want to grow your own food, go to the village. Here is my question. What is the purchasing power of the villagers? Do they have the money to buy these foods? No, they don't. Do they have universities in these villages? Do, do you have employment opportunities in these villages? No, you have to come to the city. And if you come to the city or the metropolitan area, you need supermarkets. You need supermarkets to distribute these foods, to supply these foods. Now, here is a question. You but have harvested your food. You have harvested your food. You have to truck them. You have to, you have, you have to transport them to, 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 the, to the cities. 
Within two days, most of your food will be rotten. Within two days, most of your food will be rotten. And if they are not rotten, they will be attacked and they will be coated by all kinds of microbes. What are you going to do? Don't you need chemicals to protect and preserve this produce? All the apples, all the apples, they are all waxed. All the apples are waxed. Because if you don't wax them, they will rot very quickly. And their shining glow will be gone. So you have to wax them. What about cucumber? What is sprayed on lettuce? Oh, um, it is salad. Oh, it's, it's healthy. What is sprayed on lettuce? Sulfide. What is sulfide? It's a man-made chemical. You say don't eat cupcakes. Understand. Don't eat chocolate. Understand. Don't eat ice cream. Understand. Oh, they are full of chemicals. Oh, yeah? What about produce? I think this gentleman uh, will have to come to symptometry so that we have a tête-à-tête, -tête, as we say in French, you know, person-to-person -person -person conversation, so that he's enlightened more about the chemicals that are used to preserve the produce that he calls healthy. Eventually, the person's liver will collapse or the person's liver will be jammed because all these chemicals that are used to preserve the freshness, so-called freshness of this produce, will have to be broken down. And where is this, where are these chemicals broken down? The liver. The eyes don't break down chemicals. Well, I have a question or a comment. So, Dr. Nardi, of course I can see the hands being raised right now. It's like, well, you're talking about foods that were produced on these uh, mechanized farms or these large farms, but what about the foods that are grown organic, you know, the ones where people grow them, where they grow their own, uh, you know, they go and get pro organic produce. Would that affect them as well? Would that be detrimental well, as well? Well, thank you very much. I've been associated with... Um, uh, 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 a producer of organic uh, produce in Wisconsin. And, you know, he can only produce, he can only grow his crops on a small scale. He can only do that on a small scale because he can, he can, he, he can have a good way to protect his crops if he has grown them on a small scale. On a larger scale, he has no control. On a larger scale, he has no control. And sometimes, sometimes, what does he do? If things are rough and if the harvest is not too good, what does he do? What does he do? He mixes a few, a few, uh, a few uh, uh, organic crops with regular crops. Well, he has to feed his family, and things are rough. He has a son in college. He has this and that. Well, those who want to eat organic, 
first of all, it's good to be on a very small scale, and then it's good to be more expensive. If there is a drive, not if there's a drive to, to encourage people to grow um, uh, crops organically, fine. But here is the question. Do they have enough government subsidy to help them? Do they have enough government subsidy to help them? Monsanto is a king. Monsanto is a king at the moment. Are you going to overthrow? Are you going to overthrow Monsanto? You cannot, because you must also have clout in the Congress. Clout there. They have clout everywhere. Genetically modified seeds are everywhere now. So what are you going to do? So. My best advice to those who want to eat organic is make sure you produce an enzyme surplus all the time, every day, so that you'll be able to properly digest whatever is offered. Because you have no way of knowing whether what is being sold on the organic market is really organic or not. You have no way. You have to go to a lab. Who, 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 works, who works around downtown Chicago or Greensboro or somewhere uh, uh, trailing a, a lab, a lab behind him? <laughs> who does that? Who trails a lab behind him or her? Who? Oh, before, before I buy that, let, let me test this first. Let me test this. That's not possible. So produce an enzyme surplus. Thank you. All right. Well, that's what that's on the fruits. Oh, so that was your comment on that. You know, the, the brother with the plant stone diet also recommended in the video salads, Dr. Nardi, salads. He said that, you know, the kale, you can put some walnuts on it. And the and the kale, he said the kale was the, was the, was the, um, Said it was something like lettuce with an attitude, you know. And you right, have to with an attitude. Wash it down and you know put some Bragg's amino acid on it, you know, to soften it up, Doctor Narty. You know, how would you how would you approach that conversation with someone who wanted you to go plant strong? So they want to go pick and they say, Oh, Maxwell Narty, we want you to come and embrace this plant strong diet and help save the planet, and you need to eat more salads with Walnuts and almonds and um, uh, 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 what's not the oranges, but the um, the uh, um, what's the little orange that is not an orange, but it's a um, you know what I'm talking about, Doctor Abbott. You know, and then they got the raisins on there, and they got you know they got all that other good stuff on there. They got the olive oil and maybe a little coconut uh, shavings on there. What do you guys say about that, Doctor Nardi? Well. Um, it's, it's a mixture. It's a mixture of health disruptors. It's a mixture of health disruptors. I personally will not sit and break bread with him uh, on, on such a mess. I will not do that. I have a life to protect. I have cells to protect, and I have cells to nourish. I will not go for that. Kale. Then you have to wash lettuce. Let's, you wash lettuce in what? 
You wash lettuce in what? They see no the solution in which lettuce should be washed. You see, there is there is there is too much to learn, not to teach. No, 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 no. That's been too presumptuous. Not to teach. There is too much to learn. And I personally will not go down that path at all. If someone wants to go, fine. Because life is about making choices. Life is about making choices. You make the right choice, you reap the rewards. You make the wrong choice, you pay the price. Your cells are always waiting for you. And your cells are always grading your effort. Every day, your cells are grading your effort. When you, are, you eat you kale, fine. Three years from now, when you begin to lose genetic material on your thighs, genetic material on your, on, your, on your abdomen, then you will know what MSG does. You have to know the sources of MSG. All plants have MSG. But the plants that have too much MSG is what you have to isolate and avoid. All this is scientific. If you have not studied all this, and you, you just slept one day and you decided to, all right, that's a good idea because you tried it and it worked for you, fine. But we don't know the full story, even about he himself. We don't know the full story. The full story piece, Dr. Naji, is, you know, where somebody's going to come up and they say, well, what about organic kale? You know, and kale. You know, we like we. I like how it tastes. It just it just tastes so good. Organic. And, or, 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 yes. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. They're gonna say, and it's better than those animal-based proteins. Better in what sense? Better in what sense? And uh, uh, I, uh, Professor Matt, Martin Warren of University of Kent shared with me his discovery about, he stated here, important discovery about one of the key pigments of life, ham ion in animals for the red blood cells that carry oxygen around the body. This is, so he says, he says what? Animal. Well, he he has to be informed. All that he's doing is not science-based. It's not science-based. We need something that can be verified. If you want to keep the secret to yourself, then that's fine. Go ahead and do it. But if you want to be of great service, of greater service to the whole world, then do something about it. Share at least 10% or 20% of your research so that we also see it. And then we will have to do some metabolic tests. We have to test it ourselves and see whether it's going to work. This idea about plant, 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 fine, we need plants, but I personally, I have not seen a vegetarian who was in the Olympics. I have never seen a vegetarian who is 110 years old, 109 years old. I have my next door neighbor 
my next door neighbor at Westchester, who is a hundred and eleven years old, and who who is a deacon, and he drives to church. He is not a vegetarian. I have been combing the books. I have been talking to the professors at the uh, uh, International Center of uh, for, 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 for healthy longevity in, uh, at Columbia University in New York. Just name one vegetarian who is a centenarian. I asked them this question in November last year. After today, they have not gotten back to me. So it takes you more than four months to look for a vegetarian who is more than 100 years old and is healthy. I want something that produces results. That's all I need. If you want to make money and sell something and make a few millions of million dollars and all that, fine, go and do it. But I'm, I'm, a tot- I'm, a tot- I'm, I'm from a totally different breed, totally different breed. I want results. If I don't get results, I will keep trying and trying and trying until I understand how the cells operate. Maybe I miss something, I will get it later. But then eventually, I will have to understand how the cells work. So animal protein, plant protein, I will prefer to balance. Life is about balance. I will prefer to balance the two so that I get the best results. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Narke. Now... We have to move on up into the diets. Oh, I do want to, uh, if anybody wants to call in tonight and they have a question about where we're going or a comment, the call the number is 347-205-9089, 347-205-9089. All you need to do is press 1. I did see someone had their hand raised earlier. I don't know about an issue or your call dropped, but um, I wasn't ignoring you. So if you do have a question or comment about plant-based diet or some evidence or uh, some personal feelings that we that you'd like to make known, please press one tonight, today, right now, um, because we're going to keep moving through the meals and we're going to go into the main course and some of the recipes that are being shared on the main course. I do have someone who has already raised their hand, so I'm going to give this comment a question before we move to the main course. Uh, call up from the 713-779. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Uh, yes, this is um, by Leon Lagoya, calling from uh, Dallas, Texas territory area. Um, good to meet uh, here, you brothers, on tonight. Uh, thank you, Dr. Nardi, for having the diligence to uh, come up with an understand symptometry and thanks be to the most high for creating your unfortunate, fortunate situation that uh, brought that about. Uh, Dr. Abbott, good to hear you and see from you again as well. Um, and I appreciate you uh, as the host of the show. My question is, is simple. Um, there are a lot of uh, gadgets that are out now and about uh, in regard to um, uh, extraction of nutrients, like you know, you have the NutriBullet, you got the Ninja, you got the Vitamixer or something like that. 
um, and they are breaking down these plant-based materials and the manufacturers of these machines and some people uh, also who drink smoothies and juice and all that stuff um, on that vegan type of, uh, of, of lifestyle, uh, that's their argument that, you know, hey, if you get that machine or if you make that, uh, uh, you liquefy that, that plant material, then it makes it uh, okay in regard to not cooking. Um, I'd like to know, you know, what are the thoughts in regard to that idea and, you know, how does that apply to symptometry and, and scientific eating? Oh, um, oh, is it for me or Dr. Wanek or Dr. Albert? I don't know. It's, uh, it, it would be for you, Dr. Nardi, or, or, oh, okay. or Dr. Right. Right. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, I, you remember I started and by firing off the idea that um, uh, there is some, there's a marketing component in here also. Um, marketing machines uh, to do these movies, to do uh, this blending, um, uh, this nutrient extraction. Well, I will not go down this road for purely scientific reasons. The scientific reason is God gave us a mouth, and the mouth is a machine by itself, a natural biological machine. There are two stages of ex extraction of nutrients. We have the mouth that extracts and mixes, extracts and mixes, extracts and mixes with amylase and glycogen, and then we have the small intestine that does the rest of the extraction. If you bypass the mouth, the first stage of digestion, and you go straight to the throat, to the esophagus, to the stomach, there will be a price to pay. The price to pay will translate to bloating, indigestion or slow digestion you may choose one if you want but the choices are not pretty if you are bloated what does it mean it means you are going to begin to suffer from early fermentation in scientific terms it is called putrefaction Putrefaction. What is putrefaction? Because your nutrients have not well digested, because your 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 largest your large molecule has not well digested, you have migration of bacteria, enteric bacteria that are supposed to be in the colon. They will begin to migrate now to come and digest what was not digested. There will be a price to pay for this there will be a price to pay. They will leave some of their toxins that are very acidic, and that will cause duodenal ulcer. 
if they come all the way to the stomach, you begin to suffer from stomach ulcer. Some even have their colon ulcerated. There is ulcer in their colon. Ulcer in their colon. So there's a price to pay for bypassing the first stage of digestion, which is the mouth. All these machines and all that, well, they are good for, 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 for mixing things once in a while. But if you make it a habit, there's a price to pay. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Nardi. And uh, also thank that brother for calling in with that, with that excellent question. Appreciate it, big brother. Hello, was that your only question? Is still online? Um, well, yeah, I mean, that was... That was uh, one question, and I, I guess since, since I appreciate the time, I would ask uh, uh, from a um, um, holistic standpoint when it comes down to actually balancing out uh, both animal proteins and plant proteins in the cooking process, is there a general rule that applies to making sure that you so for instance, with the spinach, um, you know, you have to boil the two pots of water and then do the exchange after you pour it off on the initial boil. Um, is is there is that a general rule that goes along with with preparation and, and make sure that we, you know you boil off or get rid of the molybdenum and vanadium, or is there is it specific per plant? And that will go for, I guess, to Dr. Winant, I think, because I think she's uh, worked with the lady, um, and I don't know, college. I don't know. I, I assume Dr. Winant probably cooks a little bit more than Dr. Nardi and Dr. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Forgive me if that's not true. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, well. You might want to stop right now. <laughs> That's bad. Man. Yeah, I mean, for, firstly, there are specific ways that specific um, plants or even animals have to be cooked to make them the safest to consume. But beyond that, I think your question about um, uh, balancing the types of proteins that are um, consumed that a meal wouldn't consist of animal protein only. There would be animal protein and vegetable protein or leaf protein um, combined in, in a meal, that it has to be a balance. Um, and especially oh. with – I'm sorry. Oh, yes, ma'am. No, I, I was wanting to, pardon my interruption, I was going to clarify my question. I was think, asking, is there a general rule for, like, when you're cooking the plant-based materials, um, like, is, is the water boil, is the double water boil, like, a standard across the board, or oh. are there specific ways to do the plant-based materials when you're cooking them? Oh, okay. The, the, the double burner method is specific to... Um, uh, potatoes um, and rice, uh, to which you're wanting to reduce starch content. Um, but there are other uh, rules for 
how specific plants have to be prepared. For instance, celery and broccoli and cauliflower are steamed versus um, uh, uh, onions and um, uh, leeks and collard greens and mustard greens and turnip greens that have to be um, stewed, uh, boiled until they're soft. And each, each vegetable has a specific amount of time that they need to be, uh, that it needs to be um, stewed until it's soft. So the potatoes sort of, yes, have to be double burnered to reduce the starch content, but it generally takes about 30 minutes to go through that process to get a potato in a form that it's safest to consume. Um, the same with rice. It takes about 30 minutes to get um, the rice uh, uh, in the form after you've gone through the double burner. But the, the greens, the collard greens, the turnip greens, the, the mustard greens, um, the dandelion greens, those take... Um, kind of depends on, on a preference, but somewhere between 30 to 45 minutes uh, to cook those um, until they are in, um, in the form that they're, they're consumed. So the specific uh, time uh, recommendations are in the What to Consume book. And then uh, there's also a more detailed list that you can get by um, calling one of your friendly symptometrists or Optometry headquarters. So yes, there's a specific amount of time for each type of vegetable in terms of how long or how it even has to be cooked. Does that answer okay. your question? Yes, ma'am, it does. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. And I, again, I appreciate everybody tonight. Uh, that's not no more questions. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, I really appreciate that. It's awesome, baby. All right. Um, Dr. Nada, you see, they're blowing the horn about the show tonight. It's such a good show. Um, I wanted to talk about some of the meals now and some of the ingredients in the meal. Um, one of these, um, a lot of the meals have tortillas, tortillas, and here's one, the wild rice tacos, and the ingredients are um, a wild rice blend grain medley, uh, some salsa, five to six oven-baked corn taco shells, sliced jalapenos, half a cup of black beans, and some one to two tablespoons of chives and some chili powder. Now, Dr. Nardi, I know that we talked about uh, 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 navy beans and black eye peas, but uh, how are you feeling about these uh, black beans and these tacos and the wild rice blend grain medley? Yeah, um, it's, it's not it's not how do I feel. Uh, what I know, what I know, they do is, uh, you know, bl black beans. Black beans is is known, is very very well known for, for 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 drying the cells. You know, I don't want, I don't want, you know, you have two 
there are too many people suffering from uh, dry skin. Yeah? Dry this, dry that. Uh, this is too much now. Well, okay, if it's dry, okay, well, you have some, uh, what is it, uh, chapstick, you, you have some, some, uh, you have some uh, uh, lotion, you have some moisturizer. Uh, what are moisturizers for? They are the, you see, I, I, I don't use those things. And it's because my liver is always producing albumin. I don't have any problem. My lips are not dry. My eyes are not dry. My, scal- my scalp is not dry. You see? So if you, it's the kind of foods you eat, you have to know what are in this food. Now, corn. Uh, corn? No. Uh, wild rice. Yeah. Wild, wild rice ha- is, is, is nothing compared to, uh, to, to, to basmati rice. Wild rice has too much of everything. It has too much of everything. It's, it's too oily. It's too oily. Now, the kind of oil it has, that is not what our cells need. It is the plants that need this kind of oil, not ours. So I personally will not endorse this. When I travel and I find it tough to, to get a meal, what do I do? I go to a, to a supermarket. I buy sardine, and then I get uh, I get my French bread, and then that's what I do. And no tomatoes, no, I just eat it dry. And after that, I drink water. This is how I survive under these tough under these tough circumstances. I would not go because I would not go to a restaurant who who serves uh, that that serves this. No, I will not. So if you want to eat scientifically, for the benefit of yourselves. You have to take a very, very tough decision, and that is how you do it, so that it's all right. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Nati. Um, also, in many of the recipes, the uh, plant-strong burger, as well as the meatloaf, there are many, many, you know, there's always suggestions that you use brown lentils, brown lentils and soy sauce and a firm tofu. Can you give me some scientific facts on um, the downside of firm tofu, brown lentils, and soy sauce that many people are using and are being advocated in a plant-strong diet? Well, it's a plant-strong diet. Well, no, no, here he is. Here he is. Here is, here is, he's talking about prostate cancer. He's talking about breast cancer. And then, and then here he is talking about tofu. Huh? He does not know, he does not know that tofu is, is, is soy-based. He does not know that tofu has genistein and diazein. He does not know that. You see? He's, he, he picked two hormone-based cancers, breast cancer and prostate cancer. And he's encouraging people to eat tofu. Why? This doesn't make sense. I don't. Uh, lentils, lent, lentils, lentils have a uh, lentils have a tough protein, and this tough protein is is uh, is a counter protein, just like just like uh, homocysteine. 
a counter, a counter, a counter protein, counter amino acid. You know, it predisposes people to ulcer. It pre- I don't eat lentils because I have the gene for ulcer. So I don't eat it. I know what I'm supposed to eat and what I'm not supposed to eat based on my genetic makeup. You have to eat according to your genetic makeup. There are some people who are, pre- uh, who are prone to ulcers. I'm one of them. Why should I eat something like this? It is science. You want science? It is science that helps me to stay away from these lentils. It is science that helps me to stay away from anything that is made of, from, uh, made of uh, sorry, made from soil. Know yourself. Know what your weaknesses and your genetic susceptibilities are. Thank you. Tofu, oftentimes, they, it, you know, you see it all in the health food stores, uh, packaged and flavored and and packed and all types of spices. And even the time when I was in in uh, in Asian medicine school, one of the things that they used to stress is that it said that you never, even if when you go to the Asian restaurants, they never just give you these large cakes of tofu like we see in these stores now. They're always in these small um, bowls of, with miso and, and small chunks because it's very high in estrogen and they would say that they would say the wife should not feed the, the husband uh, tofu unless she wanted a bridge partner. So it's, uh, that mm-hmm. was one of the things that he used to speak of when we were in um, school. A bridge partner? Are you yeah. saying, that, are you saying that, that that the Chinese recognize that feeding your male partner soy may right. enhance his feminine qualities? That, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, I had to catch my breath on that one. I had to catch my breath on that one right there. But don't bring me, don't bring me no tofu. Um, Dr. Nazi, <laughs> oh, don't bring me no tofu. Now, Dr. Nazi, also, um, a lot of these recipes also contain Bragg's aminos, Bragg's liquid aminos. I see that, like, in so many homes. You know, even my mother uses Bragg's aminos. Sorry, I, 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 I think your, your voice is a bit too low. I cannot hear you. All I heard is aminos. No, I said in a lot of these recipes, it is suggested uh-huh. to use Bragg's amino acids, Bragg liquid amino acids. I think it's it's a big bottle with a yellow brand on it, and it's like it sounds like it's the standard in a household that is going for plant strong or for for a vegetarian diet. Can you speak about um, are there any health benefits um, of the the uh, Bragg's or does it or does it contribute to health disruptors? Amino acids, as far as amino acids are concerned, you have, you see, you have to know, you have to know that excess also hurts. If the person, okay, how many amino acids must be properly combined? They have to be properly combined. Which amino acids are you talking about? After studying amino acids in an amino inside out, 
after studying the different sulfur allotropes, I will be very, very careful about eating something that in which amino acids are not properly combined. I want to see the combination before I endorse it. You see, um, I don't want the gentleman, uh, what's his name, uh, the, 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 the formulator of engine number two, uh, sit somewhere or have his friends tell him that, uh, uh, here, you know, we are ganging up on him and all that. That is not, that is not the objective. That is not the objective. The objective is trying to enlighten the world so that if he also takes advantage of this uh, uh, science-based lessons or education, well, more power to him. He is going to, he's going to, he's going to make changes, and these changes will in the long run will be beneficial to his business, you see, I don't want people to think that we are we are we are we are out here to hurt his business. We are here to discuss the scientific truth, pure and simple. Amino acids are very important, yes, but know how to combine them. Know what percentage of this amino acid should go with what percentage of that amino acid. If you don't know how to do it right, you are going to have a problem with your liver. People have too, too many people have, have problems with their liver, enlarged liver. Then all of a sudden, hepatitis. Huh? What kind of hepatitis do you have? And then you go for drugs. When you did not know that it was your, the wrong combination of amino acids that caused this problem. So that is only what I wanted to say about that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Nani. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, if anybody has any questions they want to call in, the number is 347-205-9089. I wanted to uh, move forward with another one of the recipes that has um, soy milk and green beans as a combination and eight ounces, eight ounces of mushrooms. So we got lentils, uh, eight ounces of mushroom, and frozen green beans and soy milk. What type of uh, what type of concoction is that going to create, Dr. Nardi? Uh, I was quiet for for some time because um, um, I'm treating somebody who has cancer right now and uh, his his legs are massively swollen and I asked him to uh, I asked him to send me a picture and he sent me the picture right away I told him that you know what look for a nephrologist I would like to work with a nephrologist. And uh, I don't want you to have heart failure. I will take care of the homocysteine for you. What has this man been eating? This man has been eating green beans. He has been eating peas. These are very dangerous for the, for, for the kidneys. 
very dangerous for the kidneys because electron exchange must take place for the cells to be properly nourished, especially the cells of the kidneys. And if you have this combination, you have, you have, you have mushrooms, there's too much succonic acid in mushrooms. That also is dangerous. The kidneys filter blood. And don't give the kidneys, or don't give your body something that's going to affect the kidney. We already discussed soy milk. Initially, um, I, I, recommended, I, I recommended soy milk until I realized that it was hurting people. And then I discovered that, you know what, I will not go with, with uh, somebody's published scientific data. I would like to get the data myself. And that was when I stopped recommending soy milk. Soy milk dries the breast. You know, I do pregnancy management. And the first person for whom I did pregnancy management had the baby, but she could not breastfeed. What? She could not breastfeed. Yes, this woman, I told this woman to be drinking soy milk based on what I knew at the time. So I had to reverse all the damage that was done. And then milk started flowing. And then milk started flowing. If I had not got the, the reversal technique, it would have been difficult for, for this woman to breastfeed her child. So since then, I stopped recommending soy milk. So I don't recommend soy milk at all. So soy milk is a no-no because, because of its downside. Thank you. Dr. Nadi, you left out the mushrooms. You left out the mushrooms. No, I said, I, I, I mentioned succinic acid in mushrooms. I said oh, it, oh. it's too much. Yes, I, I said succinic acid in mushrooms. That's what I said. Yes. They are edible mushrooms and non-edible mushrooms. Um, fine, but you see, I prefer to be, you know, I, mean, I, I prefer to play it safe all the time. I like to play it safe because I don't know the genetic makeup of the next person. I don't know. And for this reason, I'm not going to recommend something where, uh, which I'm not 100% sure. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Now, also, one of the staples of... Hold on one second. All right, thank you. Bus driver, I'll make a little announcement. But um, in a lot of these um, recipes, Dr. Nardi and Dr. Wynick and Dr. Abbott, you see um, walnuts because they're saying that if we take in the proteins from the walnuts and we avoid the excess cholesterol from the red, red meats. So could you speak on the substitution of nuts for protein so we can avoid cholesterol of the meat, chicken, red meat, fish, that this firefighter 
claim was at the root of all heart disease and uh, plaque inside the arteries. Is it for me? Or? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, there's a problem. All right. Let's, we are not going to eat meat because there's too much, there's too much cholesterol in meat. And uh, we are going to eat walnut in order to avoid the cholesterol. You forget that it, you forget that in walnut there is saturated fat. In walnut there is saturated fat. It is not unsaturated. So, what about hydrocyanic acid in walnut? Hydrocyanic acid is good for the walnut, but it's not good for the human body. I am very healthy now. Because I don't eat these things. My cholesterol level is excellent. My triglyceride level is excellent. I don't have this problem. So I don't have to eat walnut. I don't have to eat walnut in order to be healthy. I eat meat. And you have to know how to prepare, as Dr. Wanek said earlier. You have to know how to prepare certain foods. How do you prepare meat? You know that lamb has saturated fat because it needs it. Fine. If you are going to cook it, you slice off the saturated fat and you cook in such a way that the saturated fat will not affect you. That is meat. Now, what kind of meat are you talking about? I'm not, I'm not talking about beef. I'm talking about bison. I'm talking about goat meat. I'm talking about lamb. So it's select meat I'm talking about, not all kinds of meat. So I don't know what kind of meat he's talking about. To just write or to just type meat in your book, uh, that this, this, this is a blanket term. You have to be very specific about the kind of meat you are talking, talking about. Are you talking about deer meat? I will never eat deer meat because of the viruses, you know. I will never eat it. So I want him to be very specific about the kind of meat he's talking about. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Martin. Um, moving that along, because I'm seeing uh, a lot of times, like you said, in the marketing plan of these meals, they uh, have, you know, the sides. So here we're looking at the French toast and French toast is being made with uh, whole grain bread, or of course it's just baguette slices, B-A-G-U-E-T-T, baguette slices. And on the side is also having blackberries, blueberries, strawberries, bananas, and cantaloupe. Now, I know that Dr. Abbott himself, has had some personal experiences dealing with the bananas. I don't know whether you want to take that question or what type of results can a person on a plant-based diet expect from combining blueberries, blackberries, bananas, strawberries, and cantaloupe with whole grain bread? Um. The berries, as far as the berries are concerned, as, as I said, I eat according to my genetic susceptibilities. 
you know, have the gene for high blood pressure. So for this reason, I don't eat berries. If, the pers- if a person has a gene for low blood pressure, such a person can eat uh, berries. That's fine. But not me. People who have high blood pressure, uh, if they want to reduce, if they want to, to, to regulate their blood pressure normally and naturally, they have to stay away from this. Now, whole grain. Um, you know, you, uh, the gentleman mentioned uh, molybdenum, uh, mentioned vanadium. Uh, these are heavy minerals, and uh, they are in whole grains, and uh, it's best to avoid them because you are going to produce a mineral overload after consuming this whole grain. Um, another problem, too, is um, you, you eliminate zinc, which is one of the raw materials for producing cortisol. Cortisol is, I mean, so cortisol regulates uh, sugar, gl- blood glucose between meals. And this gentleman is talking about treating diabetes, preventing diabetes, and he wants to cure diabetes, or he, want, he wants diabetes to be proper, properly controlled. How can you do that when you are using, when you are consuming something that is going to eliminate cortisol from the body? This is counterproductive. There is no science in what he's doing. So we have the berries, we have the French toast. French toast from the baguette, coming from French, fine. This is what I eat, French bread. It's full of purines. There's only one thing that he has done that has passed the test over here. That is uh, <laughs> the, the baguette. He has done very well. We have to give credit to whom credit is due. He has done very well by putting baguette here. Thank you, Ken. <laughs> All right. Um, Dr. Don, I'm going to get on this last one right here. We gonna, we got to talk about the devil. I know sometimes we like to you know, keep things on a high level, but in many of these recipes that I have seen, the ingredient of corn. Uh, recently, a few weeks ago, I was at a um, function, and um, there were a lot of vegetarians there. And it was a potluck. And so I came in and prepared um, a sardine stew from some tree. Green peppers, red onions. I even added zucchini and okra to it, uh, the tomato sauce. You know the recipe. I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with it. I know Dr. Abbott is over there probably looking his lips right now when he hears about the sardine stew. And But there was a um, – it was just amazing to me and kind of a bit startling that there are still uh, vegetarian-based people who include corn in their recipes. And one of them was a um, meatloaf. And the meatloaf had, of course, we talked about the lentils, but it had corn in it. Um, And the of course, we talked about the tortilla shells from some of these recipes for the, the mushroom tacos and things like that um, and the dangers of those. But can you please give us, you know, some of the dangers 
because some people this may be their first show. Now, I know you sit on here, we've talked about corn before, but some people this may be their first show tonight. And could you give them some background about what kind of health disrupt? No, or, or, or if you have any scientific research that proves that corn is healthy for you, I'd like for you to present it. But if you don't, I would like for you to present your scientific research and explanation of a health disruptor. If corn causes, or corn is classified as a health disruptor, could you please elaborate on that? Thank you. Yeah, um, thank you very much. Um, I am originally from Ghana, West Africa, and uh, corn is the uh, is a is a is a staple food. You have corn and cassava that are staple foods of that country, and this also applies to Jamaica uh, and many many islands uh, in the Caribbean. Um, we have seen what corn has done to uh, the African population, but unfortunately, they have no. There is no science behind their way of eating, their cultural eating. So they continue to do this in order to hurt themselves. Um, corn has many health disruptors. This is why I call it the devil's food. Uh, uh, it, is, it is impossible for a person who eats corn to be optimally healthy. That's not possible. One, it is very acidic. Corn is very acidic. Blood is supposed to be slightly alkaline. It's not, it's not supposed to be too acidic. Corn will make blood too acidic. Too much strong sugar in it called dextrose. There is too much dextrose in it. And some people even use, I mean, turning into fructose, syrup and high fructose syrup. And no, 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 uh, no. Uh, um, the kind of corn-based syrup that causes acidosis very quickly. Very quickly. We have cyanide, which is a poison, a well-known poison. Potassium. We all need potassium, but there is too much potassium in corn. Too much. And this is going to interfere with the electric grid of the human body. We need our nutrients. We need our nutrients to keep firing impulses so that the electrical circuitry keeps running so that we are healthy. But this is going to make a person tired. It's going to make a person exhausted. We don't want this to happen. To be very active, if you want to be very active, corn should not be on the menu. Starch. Corn is a very starchy food. And too much starch will cause amyloidosis. Amyloidosis is 
will, will produce a kind of protein, a kind of starch glue, a kind of starch glue that will glue the eyes shut sometimes in the morning. You want to get up, you want to, I mean, you, you start for it to get up, you want to open your eyes, your eyes are shut, glued shut. The mouth, sometimes, we have the tongue that is stuck to the palate. These are some of the consequences of amyloidosis. Multiple myeloma, cancer of the red bone marrow. It is amyloidosis that causes multiple myeloma. So you have to know this. We need starch, but not too much. And you have to know the sources of too much starch, excessive starch. Then we have two heavy metals, vanadium and molybdenum. Only a tiny, tiny, tiny amount is needed in order to run certain mechanisms in the human body. But the cells will not take these two heavy metals because they are very disruptive. In, high, in, in, in huge amounts, they are very destructive. Just a few mechanisms will use them. Like the redox system will use molybdenum. Just a tiny, a few micrograms. That's it. Just run it, run a mechanism, but it's not going to the cells. No, just take care of the mechanisms. So, in a nutshell, these are the health disruptors that are preventing people who eat corn from being healthy. So it is good that this is brought to the attention of those who want to be healthy, but unfortunately, they are eating the wrong foods. Thank you. And the hits just keep on coming. I wanted to uh, just, you know, um, still give people an opportunity if you wanted to call in and to add any comments, questions, or feedback um, about tonight's topic about can you really win with the plant-based diet, you know? So we, we, we invoke some facts and just lay some things down that are researchable and verifiable scientifically. I'd like uh, Dr. Weinick, if you'd like to uh, weigh in on some of the things that you picked up tonight on the conversation, but maybe um, if I may have skipped around something tonight on covering some of these particular recipes, would you like to uh, add on before we close out the show tonight? Well, I mean, I think the important theme is that um, we are, as humans, animals. And animals have both a, um, herbivorous, meaning leaves and um, uh, berries, <laughs> uh, but also a carnivorous uh, heritage for, for, for millions of years. And so it's about balance. And not only that, but to understand that plants and animals are not put on this earth just to feed humans. That 
that everything has its place in the ecosystem, that that humans are not above Mother Nature, and everything is on this earth for its own survival. And that means that we have to be very aware of what it is that it that's in something that we're eating because everything has an upside and it has a downside. So with the benefit of the work that Dr. Nardi has done for the last 20 years, we now we can now put it all together and know that there are foods that have to be selected um, uh, based on low acidity, low alkalinity, um, low in um, heavy metals, low in electricity, and prepared in such a way that any that the um, that that the food is safest to consume because ultimately no food is 100% safe, and yet we know that we have to eat to live, and basing everything in science, we can, we can now do that. And, and from my perspective, we don't have to live in fear anymore. We don't have to wonder. We don't have to wonder why, wow, you know, I've been eating like everybody's been telling me to eat. And this Indian food diet is just an iteration of, of what's been around for the last 100 years. You know, whether it's Weston Price or whether it's... Um, uh, Oh, I'm totally blocking on its name. Several different doctors have, have put out um, uh, different uh, plant-based uh, diet books. And I saw, I was while, while I was listening, this person has been on the Dr. Oz show. And so it's just sort of a different packaging of, of, um, of, of, of the same thing. But no, no one is talking about really what is health, what, it, what, it, what is health. And that's what symptometry is doing. What is the definition of health? What is the definition of optimal health? And living in a disease-free body. And if that's what a person wants, then they must know what is in not only food they're consuming, but the beverages that they consume or the um, things that they're inhaling or put on their skin or, or come in contact with, the visible and the invisible uh, parts of our world. So, yeah, I think the important thing is about, it's about balance. It's finding a balance between uh, plants, plants and animal sources of protein, oils, healthy oils, omega-3, omega-6 oils, omega-9 oils, um, a balance and uh, obtaining the right kinds of sugars, the very the simple sugars, eating food that is low in starch, and, and about balance, and about not overloading the system, and doing it from a scientific perspective, and that's you know that's, that's all put together in, in symptometry. Just waiting for anybody who wants to dive in and go for it. Um, Dr. Dr. Weinick, you used um, you used the word balance, and I was in a discussion with some some individuals uh, when I was in Las Vegas last week, and they said they 
Grace and Kaya, we just love the tortillas. You know, we, we love the corn tortillas, and they're organic. You know, they're not mm-hmm. they're not GMO. And where isn't isn't there a balance in the? But doesn't that just balance out somewhere in the body? Because if I eat just a little bit of it, won't the body just naturally balance it out? What would have, what would have been Dr. Weinitz's reply with all of your background and experience? I mean, what all this discussion is about is that the, the balance has to be taking into account that the, the, the cell, the human body and the human cell, is not in a position to just take on everything that, that it can, can be thrown into it. So the point is that health disruptors that have been discussed, potassium, hydrocyanic acid, succinic acid, phytic acid, logic acid, um, uh, uh, plant proteins that are tough and that can't be broken down into the constituent um, um, nitrogen and hydrogen components and, and oxygen components. Um, these are health disruptors, and there is no balance when there's a health disruptor involved. So when, when I say balance, it has to be looked at from the scientific perspective of balancing the chemistry, the organic chemistry, the inorganic chemistry, um, using the principles of, of basic science. Thank you so much, Dr. Weinick. Uh Dr. Abbott, I know that you um, probably got a lot out of tonight's call because, as Dr. Nardi talked about earlier, you know, your mother and father were not vegetarians while you were in the womb, and then you chose, you know, that particular lifestyle for a number of years, and then once you, I guess you were cured of the three blind mice, ailment, you came came upon um, symptometry and chose a new scientific lifestyle, what say you to the people who are still choosing this as a culture or almost even as a new religion that they haven't heard of any of the assets that Dr. Wyman just named, and it hasn't been on the internet, and it hasn't been on Dr. Oz's show, it hasn't been in, you know, uh, Essence Magazine, or it hasn't been in Oprah's Magazine. What do you say about, you know, just like you said, the um, the hearsay diets now with all the information that Dr. Nadia shared with us in, um, on tonight's call? Coach, one thing that I see now is it's coming down to education. And is a person willing to learn and change? And and some of the things that I always ask subject to come to symptometry is I say, how important is it for you to get well? And then secondly, how much are you willing to change? And someone like myself who, who went that route, for some reason, 
you know, I was I, I was always searching, like many people, I'm sure, that our vegetarians are, and that was the choice. The information was new to me, and I and I thought it would make a difference, and on some level, at the time, it did. But everything has its place and its season, and we have to know when it's time to move to the next step. And I've examined many, many systems, eating systems out here. And symptometry was the first one that I actually spoke of a cure. For some reason, you can go around and ask anyone, I mean, barely, I mean, rarely will you ever hear anyone speak of a cure. So symptometry speaks of a cure. So now, with that being said, we're we're talking about incorporating science into the ancient wisdom that has been around for so long. So now we can use that information. So for those who are listening, and I know some people are invested in their way or they have a business involved perhaps, but truth trumps all. And if you take the opportunity to accept the truth, then you have a chance to heal and then heal the things that our ancestors didn't heal because all of us are carrying around their mistakes, their ignorance, but it's now our opportunity with symptometry being around to be able to correct some of those things. And so I just would like to encourage everyone to to say, hey, you know, listen, why... Why keep carrying around this 10,000-pound ball when you can lighten your load and use this new information? And it's new, but it's definitely necessary. And it works. Symptometry works. And we can take that and just keep going forward and work together to expand on what is already here. I appreciate that, Dr. Abbott. Total agreement. We have to expand and, like you said, it's very important when you ask people, like, how far do you really want to go? Are you interested in just... To me, I draw the line between, oh, I'm healthy, but can't you cure something? You know, I've seen healthy people get sick. I've seen healthy people get gas, have bad breath. You know, mm-hmm. healthy people having um, diseases. Uh, like Dr. Nolly said, dry skin, dehydration. You got the shakes for whatever reason or the other. So um, I definitely, that's going to be one of my charges is to ask people how far just be healthy or do you want to actually cure something. And that's where it really draws the line between having this cultural stigmatism is what I call it. So kind of mm-hmm. turn, turn, turned it into a uh, turned it into almost a dogmatic religion which is almost unacceptable. Like that's how I felt when I watched that video without the plant strong diet is oh well cholesterol is the enemy and you get cholesterol from meat. So you get proteins from from plants, that this is the way to go. 
you know, we saved the planet. And just to make such a bold, unfounded, unscientific statement to me with no research involved whatsoever, um, yes, I definitely saw that it was more of a marketing ploy than education. I'm really glad and enthusiastic that each and one, every one of you all could join me tonight for what I call a real scientific education. Um, I'd also like to, at this point, ask people who are seriously interested in curing and passing down a legacy of uh, health and wellness and optimal at a DNA and a tissue level to please go over to www.theamericanschoolofsymptometry.org. The American School of Symptometry. Org and join us. And even if you don't join us on the two-year program or join on the four-year program, we also have a six-month certification course that we also have available that I'm involved in and a lot of people are getting involved in more and more so they can know what health is, understand what to avoid in order to stay out of disease and stay out of harm's way, but also to start nurturing their, their, the entire person back, not just move a symptom over. So that's really encouraging people to, you know, come, come, come and join us. There was a lot of people asking me tonight as I was, not tonight, but this weekend, I got the naughty food. I should have just got me seven or eight cans of sardines and two or three loads of French bread and some water and sat up in the room because everywhere I went, I went to the buffet. They didn't have any pineapple. The buffet was like $18. And they didn't have any, they didn't have any pineapple on the buffet. They had um, apples, oranges, pears, and grapefruits. Uh, and then they had pulled pork. They had... Um, oh, gosh. And it was... It was it was it was crazy. It was crazy. I only had it. like my plate. I had I had a little bit of eggs. I had two pancakes and a piece of French toast, and I would have a piece of turkey sausage. And I was like, "There's no way that this is worth seventeen dollars." You know what I can buy in a grocery store for this? But because <laughs> of convenience, but because of convenience, so many people have. Uh, for the okie doke. You know, there's no scientific shifts. It's just about feeding people. I think we have to do better in the restaurants and in the casinos and in the resorts to start start saying, man, look, we got to start cooking more scientifically and cook healthy meals for people. Because I just felt like I was like really getting beat. You know, I spent $17 and now I got to wait for lunchtime to get here to have a really some kind of choice or something that I want to eat. They're like, oh, yeah, well, you just come back and eat all the breakfast food you want. I said, ain't nothing else up here. I can eat with so many pancakes and so many eggs before I start turning blue on the face. So, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it was, it, was, it was something else. So I'm really, you know, they're awesome. You know, I, I guess we're going to have to start part of the marketing program. Like these rappers, you know, these rappers are doing big marketing programs to get you to bop your head and bump to this music. What, what can we do with symptometry? At least what can I do with Coach Cayenne Radio to start you know, uh, empowering people with the charge of scientific cooking and scientific eating? Um, 
I think is I, I think is personally important, and uh, this is something that I'm really 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 invested in myself for my future, for my culture, and for my village. So I just want to say thank you again, everyone that uh, came out tonight on the call. Um, if anyone is uh, interested in getting a consultation, complimentary consultation for one of the symptometers that are on the line, you may, the first thing you can do is visit symptometry.com and schedule an appointment uh, electronically via the website. You can also give Dr. Abbott a call at 336-456-9183, 336-456-9183. And Dr. Wining, would you please give out your phone number tonight if people would like to get in contact with you in the, uh, or anywhere in the world? Can you just give them your phone number, please? It's 336-545-1020. Five four five ten twenty is the location. She's right there. And if you'd like to call headquarters, so if you're listening internationally and you want to get straight to headquarters, number is seven zero eight six nine one four nine seven 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 zero eight six nine one four nine seven seven. That's the number for headquarters and Dr. Maxwell Nardi as well. Also, if you are interested in some nurturing as far as emotional freedom technique or just some one-on-one consultation about your life and where you're going, they don't call me the coach for nothing. If you give me a call, 336-587-1215, and you go over to coaching. And uh, place an appointment with coach, or just leave a note for coach. Uh, if there's something that you feel that we need to talk about, and to see which direction that you want to go, you know, somebody who's already on the path and been down the path. I've tried all the other diets, Doctor Africa, Doctor Sabies, and all of that, and um, I got my money on the.
simply I love you No matter how you say it It only matters what you do See, love is universal And know there's someone's loving you No matter how you say it It only matters what you do So each day, please take the time I love you I love you I love you like The smile on your face And the newborn's eyes Your family's hard work And sacrifice A warm embrace After a long tour's fight Or your favorite meal when things ain't going right The sweet serenity after you cry Or your kiss on the cheek to say goodnight That one special friend that had you open wide Or that long date that kept you out all night I love you 